0: The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the southernmost point of Dorden and well north of the wall in the lands of always winter and over in Essos and even down in Highgarden, you can't forget the Reach, also the Twins, they're not the best, but from there too, this is Casterly Talk. I'm Ken joined again. For the final episode, before Season 8 hits us right square in the face, Rachel Cushing, Andres Cabrera, welcome, welcome, friends. How are you? Good. Good? Excited, man. Yeah? It's happening. Are you nervous? Oh, yes. Uh, very <laughs> nervous. Rachel, are you,
1: uh, anxious? <laughs> yeah, it kind of hit to the point where I was like, this is it? In, in... So much anticipation and so many hours and days and probably weeks of my life have gone into reading these books and watching the show and speculating and chatting and debating and like to all come down to this point, there's six episodes and done. Like (laughs) This is it that the, the, the ending is so near is, is almost overwhelming at this we're point. We're leaving
0: blood on the tracks here. Now, I'll say this, at the time of this recording, we're actually a, a little uh, ways away. We had a pre-record. A lot of things happening, like, say, you know, Star Wars Celebration, all these things. So, uh, we had to record a little bit ahead, which means sometimes I doubt a final big trailer or anything's going to happen, happen. Marketing was was minimal in terms of, of that kind of stuff, video footage. Uh, if something broke, uh, we'll do a special episode but we are releasing this episode the day before the finale but recording it ahead of time so uh it doesn't matter though we're living in the now we're living in the present we're like brand we're everywhere at once but i always like to give context to when our recording times are but that doesn't mean the anxiousness uh, for me is gone either i am uh, uh not as uh, i don't have the decades invested that you have rachel <laughs> but i am going back to the excitement i felt in season one When I'm fully pulled into the story and you start asking those questions of your friends who are watching, who do you think is going to be on the throne? Who do you think? What do you think? What if, and those answers slowly started coming (laughs) and it's weird to look back. It's weird to look back to like season two and where I, I legitimately like Stan is, is clearly going to (laughs) win. He's going to win the battle of Blackwater Bay. I don't know why you guys are fighting me on this. He is the good guy Um, to see the answers come season seven. We got a lot of answers and sometimes I always say solutions can be a little disappointing. They're not ours or it's setting up. And I really do think season seven, seven had this feel of uh, season eight's coming. <laughs> we talked about it on just a couple weeks ago. Uh, I know we've had those discussions, the three of us even off uh, Mike too. So let's dive in. Uh, uh, this, the, I, the purpose, the hope I today is to have some fun locking down our final predictions mm-hmm. Uh, silly as it will be. We're, we're You know, maybe we'll play some side bets here. Hey, you know, we'll go back and review it later. Uh, Lon Harris uh, couldn't be with us. He's still out sick, uh, but the maester sends his regards, and I know Lon's got a lot of theories, too. So, uh, Rachel, I just want to start with you. How How are you even coming close to wrapping your head around making final predictions?
1: It's so hard because the more I dive into it, the more I go, there's not really a way to do this right because right there there yes. are there are storytelling tropes mm-hmm. that exist and there's like a a playbook out there for yeah. television shows and movies and i feel like game of thrones martin first and then the creators uh threw the playbook out the window and did their own thing but in so doing created their own playbook the game of thrones way of mm-hmm. storytelling and basically it was to 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 shock and awe us with these twists and turns, but that were most of the time still rooted in character and rooted in a grounded look at a fantasy series. Mm-hmm. So now for like last season and, and this season, predictions are often based on not what would most people do in the storytelling mm-hmm. sense. It's what would Game of Thrones do. Right. And that is to do the unexpected. So we're all trying to come up with plausible but crazy unexpected prediction and that is a very difficult thing to do because there are a thousand ways you could go about it and i think that there are basic ones that are pretty straightforward like i think a lot of us are predicting that john and danny are going to have a child Mm -hmm. use the idea that Danny thinks she's barren, but really the only person who ever told her that was Miriam as door. And that's not probably somebody who's going to tell you anything good, regardless of being truthful or not. Plus John is kind of a magical being in and of himself as having come back from the dead. Does that make it special in some way? Like in the culmination of ice and fire and like, there's so much about that that just sort of makes sense. And also this being the end the end should be the beginning of the unknown story to come. And a child is often that. Mm -hmm. So that seems like a a, a safe enough prediction. Yeah. A battle at Winterfell, not just because of the teaser trailer, but because of coming full circle. We started at Winterfell. It's where Winterfell. the First time around on the long night. So there's a lot going on there too. So I'm like, okay, I'm in safe, safe Safe territory territory. here with predictions. (laughs) Yeah. Um, My, Big, the, the the rabbit hole that I keep going down and I haven't come up with mm. a, a strong uh, decision one way or the other is the order of the season. That's a big struggle for me. So it's because at the end of last season, we got this little monkey wrench, not that little, of Cersei Lannister pretending to go along with everybody yeah. and uniting all of these groups to face the true threat, the right. Night King and the Army of the Dead and Winter. Then we find out no, she's not really going to do that. She sent Euron to go get the golden company. Yay! Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. and we have Theon going after uh, Euron as well because he wants to save Asha. Right, right. So we have this entire subside thing happening you book that nerd. has nothing you to do. <laughs> Did I say you said Asha? I'm sorry, you Yara. Book nerd, <laughs>
0: Yara. Yeah.
1: Forgive me, show watchers. Uh, uh, um, Yeah, yeah, totally. So my my conundrum, and I would love Mm. to know you guys' opinion, Mm. is do we face that side story, the ongoing battle for the Iron Throne, Cersei's machinations, Mm. her possible pregnancy, um, and, and her goals in the early part of the season? Or does Game of Thrones do the very Game of Thrones thing and focus on the Night King and the the fantasy and the fantastical Mm -hmm. battles. We're going to get dragon against dragon. We're going to get the Lord of light. We're going to get all of these magical, big fantasy, crazy battle stuff. Have Whatever happens when the dust settles, I'm, I'm assuming mm-hmm. we win. There will be a massive cost to that, of course. Right, right,
0: or a big escape. Uh, right. Last but week,
1: whoever's yeah. left, you know, mm-hmm. say it's Danny. And then Cersei swoops in with the Golden Company and does the yeah. exact thing that she said she was going to do, which was wait for the dead and the living to duke it out up there. Yeah. And then face whichever side is left that will be massively weakened weakened doing dirt due to that battle so Mm. that flies in the face of what i think most people would assume which is we end with the big fantasy we end with the the big culmination of ice and fire but game of thrones is so rooted in the politics and in the ruling side of things and the family versus family and factions versus factions and the the characters of it all that I could see the show you know figuring out all the battle of Winterfell and figuring out the Night King by like episode three or four and then giving us a a human battle or human struggle to really end the story afterwards let's start there
0: with you ace i, I love what rachel's talk about they have created their own playbook and even when they go against it i think season seven you would agree because a lot of people survived things they they had to go against it which was almost in a weird way it's playbook <laughs> going against sure. what you would expect uh but going in uh where where do you think in terms of order we'll start there with you I mean that I think that's such a
2: key question. I think you're the one who brought it up to me first when I first heard that the idea that the Night King isn't the final big bad, right. that it's Cersei. That's uh, uh, you know someone who just wants the Iron Throne and that the Night King is is the the side story as far as like we beat the big threat now mm-hmm. it's over, right? And it's like no, it's Cersei and the Golden Company and the mountain and like that's your big threat. Uh, It's a fascinating concept. I I, I honestly don't know, to be honest. Right, right. Um, I think the biggest key for me personally is that the entire premise and the entire idea of Game of Thrones still kind of lies with this bloodshed, right? And the idea Mm -hmm. of war and battles and how people are killing each other for this throne. When in reality, there is a coming threat that everyone keeps ignoring right because of the iron throne almost right. implying that mm-hmm. this is a bigger threat this is more important and this is the main story throughout the, throne's the a iron distraction throne, yeah. and the yeah. throne is a distraction so it kind of makes me lean mm-hmm. to the sense that the night king will somehow be a part of the finale or something like that um i still feel like john is i i, I don't think this is a bold prediction by any chance sure. especially i don't know why it, it, it there's certain things that hit me uh, during rewatches and it, I mean, and during, even during first watches. And I, I think the first time I saw the episode of beyond the wall, when Barrack was like, kill that guy and it's over. <laughs> I was like, well, that's how it ends. There so you he go. kills that guy right. and it's over. Cause I really right. did feel like that Phantom Menace
0: thing is just, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, we. Talk, you, you really, you, the trade federation and their ships, oh, man. You know, that's you, that, all you that, got to do. Just problem. take yeah. out
2: the ship and you take out the battle droids. Yeah, yeah. I really feel like that changed the game. Cause my I, whole idea was like a hundred thousand whites. It's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. Like impossible. you got to burn them all every single one. Like that's going to take a long time. Mm-hmm. But now that it's like, no, we don't have to burn them all. All we have to do is take down the Night King. I immediately clicked. And I was like, Johnson, I was going to kill the Night King. Like, okay. That's the first okay. thing that I was like, it's going to happen. It might cost him his life. I could mm-hmm. see a situation where he'd like again, I go back to Batman versus Superman (laughs) (laughs) where Superman sacrifices his life and gets stabbed in the process, but he ends up stabbing the night King too. And they kind of kill each other. I could see that happening. And and John giving up his life for that situation. I also see the John and Danny baby that everyone is predicting. Mm -hmm. I do think that's a big deal. It was pretty thick in season
0: seven. (laughs) I didn't even realize it until I rewatched it last Mm -hmm. last week where it's like, Uh, we'll talk about secession after I take the throne and and I know I can't have a baby. Well, why don't you think you can't have a baby? Uh, It's all there. What about my baby? What (laughs) What if it's mine? (laughs) Oh, what about my my ghost baby? (laughs) I am am really dead, so it doesn't count.
2: Yes, yes. (laughs) That's a big part of it. But I also kind of go, I I go back to the, and I I think everyone keeps forgetting about it, but it's such a major part of season two, and that's the, the House of the Undying and that scene of, the Iron Throne and covered in oh, snow. The That's House of one. The
1: yeah. I was I was thinking about promises the seasons have made us right. over the series. Okay. Last week I mentioned the promise that Bran would fly. So we need to see mm-hmm. that come. That it may not come into fruition in the way we think it is. It's like all the prophecies, right, right. you know, happen but not in the way that you expect. One of the other promises is absolutely that vision of the throne room covered in either snow or ash and that's been a point of debate for years at this point as to which one it is is well, it a little column, a, little column B. i think yeah. that there's a there's so many possibilities i loved the theory um that cersei would go mad queen and blow up use wildfire oh. to blow up um mm-hmm. uh king's landing and mm-hmm. uh and that would be uh, a possible reason why everything's covered in ash and, and it's all blackened out yeah. the other th- possibility was dragon fire and then the third possibility was snow or right. after a big battle and then snow yeah. coming in. i don't think it's going to be wildfire because the show's played that card already yeah it would be it a big seems repeat, to me yeah. like that that's unlikely at this point um so if are the dragons around to or have uh uh, a fight over, like there's also that shot of the shadow of the dragon right, flying right, right, over right, King's landing. We've tried more in brands. Seen. Visions, Brand right? sees yeah, it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, so, so it's one of those, like I said, promises that we were made that we need to right. see somehow come to fruition, which means that something big has to happen in King's landing. When in the season, again, I don't know. Is this an early in the season I, thing? Is this a later in the season yeah. thing? But it is 100% something. I'm glad you brought it up. Ace that, we have to have an answer for or an interpretation of.
0: In, in terms of this battle with the Night King and everything, uh, I, I do think it, it happens early. I do think it's it's not the end. But what you kind of talked about there, Ace, where I, I could still see the Night King or what we learn about or from the Night King still factoring into a little bit of the end. Like, mm-hmm. like we we don't know his 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 desires right he is just he wants to turn it all to the winter and that might be all that might be it it's it might be all he's intended but if he's tied to the old gods which we talked about last yeah. week if he's battling if he is the great other or part of the or he knows the great other you know mm-hmm. and, 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 and 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 we talked to this wild theory of uh, maybe he's not really the good guy but he's kind of like i'm trying to protect you from that lord of light he ain't good like you know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe that still we can take that knowledge or what and, and, and factor that into the end So maybe he's – I don't necessarily think he's standing around. Like, hey, guys, sorry about all that. But I think he could still factor in. where I don't think he's – I don't think it's done and gone that he's defeated at any point. And to your John point, I love this – SWAT team, SEAL team six type of, which we almost had north of the wall. Uh, we have the big battle, but it all comes down to one man or a small group, uh, you know, maybe uh, some all-stars again. Throw, give me a Brienne, give me a Bronn, give me a Jorah, give me a John, and they got to kill the Night King. That yeah. could work too.
2: Yeah, I, I, I feel like that's where it's at. I, I think that... There's no way you bring up the fact that if you kill the Night King, all of them die, and that doesn't come back some way. Right. I really felt like they're trying to tell us something right now, <laughs> and it's pretty on the nose. So. It is It is on the nose. But, but what if What if the idea, like, again, we mentioned this last episode, but the idea of what if the Lord of Light is the final villain? What if that's the idea that you, he made, a, you made a pact with the devil, like you said, yeah, mm-hmm. and it turns out that... You know, the Night King wanted to freeze the world, but he just wants to burn the world. Like, like I, I always go back to that scene with Kendara mm-hmm. where she says, you know, Danny will burn the un- unbelievers by the thousands. And it's yeah. like, and Tyrion's like, oh, I don't really want that. Yeah, but w- That's her goal. I just want to burn people. The Night King just wants to freeze people. So <laughs> the idea that the Lord of Light this whole time is the big bad. Could,
0: could they? Could they? defeat the night king whether it's at the battle battle winterfield or not because i like the idea of them kind of losing needing to escape a run but maybe you know we also want to save winterfell because it's important do they win do they win because of the lord of light and then they go deal with cersei but in the middle of that the lord of light shows up and is like mine and then they show has to end with a final battle with him or something related to that that's a wild thing out of my brain right now i don't know there could be something like that yeah absolutely If, if I don't think we had anyone cast as Lord of Light. We didn't see any real lore <laughs> castings in the news, but they've they've done a really good job of season eight of keeping it secret.
1: Yes, there has
0: been a lot less leaks. I I was spoiled by some things mm-hmm. from season seven, set photos that were leaked. Uh, Johnny meeting Dan. I I saw that in a mm-hmm. in a someone tweeted. Thank you. Thank you, Twitter. Uh, don't tweet spoilers to people. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't so, think we'll see an actual person. Be no, I'm the Lord it. of Light, uh,
2: unless my wild theory of him somehow being inside Barrett and, and inhabiting Barrack's body. Um, Sauron
0: just shows up again <laughs> with the ring. Um, it could be interesting there. So uh, we're talking a lot about the Order, and uh, I'm obsessed with. Uh, I'm obsessed with what you were talking about earlier, about and have been talking on the show, Rachel, about type of fantasy that george is creating this one grounded in reality and i i think on on our um episode a couple weeks ago Andreas when I, I talked about the interview i saw with george talking about you know Ian tolkien never wrote about aragorn's tax policies it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite george quotes because it's like yeah you're right he didn't and george lucas didn't until he went to the prequels and then people hated it literally <laughs> uh wrote about taxes uh, um, but i'm fascinated by that stuff and so if the typical thing is a big fight with this enemy, and then we have to deal with what happens after. That's very Martin more than just Game of Thrones, right? I don't know if I'm off there.
1: No, we'll it's, it's it's all about perspective and point of view again, too, which is one of the reasons why I feel like something has to happen down south because yeah. they've often, and the show's done a good job of establishing that the north is separate. It's almost as big as the other six kingdoms combined, but right. it's its own thing. Nobody goes to visit. Right. Nobody like really knows They they keep to themselves. Mm-hmm. And if this big battle, even something as near apocalyptic as dragons versus ice dragon and the living versus the dead all goes down and finishes one way or the other up there, mm-hmm. the rest of the world is not really affected. Right, and this feels bigger than that. It needs to feel bigger than that. So I, I love the idea of the Battle of Winterfell not being won by our guys. That there has to be, you know, it's it's a it's a uh, holding action or or some you know escape and move south and and then we have something. If a big thing goes down in King's Landing, it affects more people. More people know about it. More people will hear about it. And learn from it and have to deal with the aftermath of it so i want to feel that winter is coming and winter arrives for people it doesn't normally arrive for i would very love much that. hope that they also even touch on esso I, like i, I would m- like to see the canals yeah. of of bravos freeze i want yeah. to see snow and volantis and yep. like you know let's touch in with dario and marine and see some snow falling like yeah. this is supposed to be an end of the world possibility Mm -hmm. happening so i want that feeling to go south and then culminate however it culminates ends however it ends and the dust settles and then what who picks up the pieces how do they pick up the pieces and you know is the wheel broken is danny around to to try to remake the world in this this vision that she was hoping to is she not around is the baby there and uh, is Tyrion regent? Is Davos? Like, right. there's all of right. these possibilities. And then again, is there actually even a physical Iron Throne anymore? I personally hope not. I hope that it's reestablishing a kingdom, but maybe under more democratic lines. Maybe like yeah. the, the class system isn't quite as what it was. Maybe the Seven isn't what it was. Maybe everything has to be sort of rethought and reconfigured. And the, sh- the future is a little unknown, but... Right. Maybe somewhat hopeful.
0: Great point to kind of uh, touch on and take us into into break here, Rachel. Um, uh, the the wheel being broken, the Iron Throne not being there, the vision of Danny, which uh, in season two of the of the either Ash or Snow destroyed King's Landing, the throne there, which also means I think there's some credence to Droko and her son. Or the never mind. Um, <laughs> I was talking to someone the other day, not a friend, just acquaintance. It was one of the things that somehow Game of Thrones came up because I heard them in there, uh, I was walking past them and they were watching season six. And I was like, Oh, Hey stranger. I kind of know. And you are doing your game of Thrones rewatching. Yeah. And so what happens? You start connecting with the stranger. Right. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you know, are you getting ready for season eight? And, I, and, I, and, I, and, and uh, this person said, yeah, I think, I think uh, Danny's going to win the iron throne. And I just kind of paused. And I was like, you think there's going to be an iron throne still? <laughs> she was like, why don't I go? No, I, you know, I'm not a genius here, but it's like, I don't think there's an Iron Throne coming. I, I think it's the, the wheels we've broken. And this, and this person went, I never thought about that. <laughs> and I'm not saying that to say I'm better of a fan or anything mm-hmm. like that. I just was like, it made me pause and go, am I am I looking too much into that or wanting that too much? Maybe there is a winner, Rachel. Uh,
1: it, it's entirely possible. I mean, it, people, Castly Talk listeners who have heard me on earlier episodes, I was actually up until very recently very convinced Danny's not going to make it and I'm still kind of there. I'm still kind of there, but I'm less there than I was because of this idea of Danny coming full circle or not not coming full circle, but completing her character arc in a way that this season, I feel like she will get tested by the knowledge of who John is and where his place is in line of succession over her. Mm -hmm. I think she teeters on the, the, the brink of going mad queen. Yeah. I think, I don't think it's the John thing, but maybe John's death, maybe a loss, maybe that, that, that they'll win against the night King, but it'll be so terrible. And the loss will be so much that she, you know, has a hard time dealing with it. Maybe it's, they win that, but then Cersei sneaks in with her army and, Kills John or kills some like. Right. Cersei pushes her to becoming the Mad Queen because one of the other promises is the younger queen who will usurp Cersei right. according to the prophecy. Now most people thought it was Marjorie. Marjorie, yeah. But there's another contingent who says that that's Danny. Um, and so I'd love the idea of Danny versus Cersei in some way towards the end. Like, what you talking and about? And I'm like, her? okay, maybe I want Danny to I survive like this. this. <laughs> I like that. Well, I was going to say,
2: not just that, but that the final confrontation we might have is like two pregnant mad queens. (laughs) (laughs) Because we always forget. I still go back to the prophecy of Maggie the Frog, Mm -hmm. who essentially kind of spoiled that we are not going to see Cersei's baby. That's right. uh, uh, unless right. uh, is that because she dies? Is that because the baby is stillborn? Is that what What exactly is the purpose of that? Mm-hmm. The fact that she claims to be pregnant, yet we know that she only has, she's only gonna have three children live. Yeah. I think that's a big deal. I also like that you brought up the fact of Essos. Yeah, yeah. I also want to see the, the ramifications of a long night, because again, I was talking to you a couple yeah. weeks back of, of the, the idea of the long night being essentially blotting out the sun. And Mm -hmm. I was like, if you're blotting out the sun, you're going to notice that. (laughs) You're going to be like, wait a minute, what's going on? Because the Long Night, the whole thing, the the whole idea of it is that the Night King somehow can blot out the sun using some sort of magic. That's, you know, what we know of the Long Night from the past is that. That's a big deal, considering that we we might see the entire world (laughs) in ice. But yeah, I I also was thinking about that, the whole Cersei, pregnant, Mad Queen, Danny pregnant,
0: Matt queen yeah. like that the yeah. whole idea of like queen versus queen it's that's really interesting and i'm more on board i, I i'm really on board for that more more less and less in that corner of danny's gonna die well i don't know maybe cersei wins that no i i that's really interesting i haven't thought of it in that direct terms mm-hmm. danny versus cersei both have had some, a lot of bad things happen to him where you can you yeah. can get behind it but no no doubt about it cersei is uh, is uh, a little bit more bad um so a lot to think about. On the other side of the break here, we're going to do this thing. I've got a list of uh, some things, and, and you guys can both toss some stuff back to me, but I'm literally just going to run down the list, and I I just want some predictions. No I want boy. some yes or no mm-hmm. or dies or what do we think, and that's what we're going to do on the other side of the break here. Casterly Talk rolls on.
3: Hi, I'm Thomas Risling, and welcome back to Ruminations from the Realm here on Casterly Talk. Today, I want to touch on the general conversation around the final season of Game of Thrones and why I'm starting to brew some worries over it. Now, I'm not talking about being worried about the show and how it ends, but I'm talking about us, the book readers, the show watchers, the podcasters, the YouTube theorists and historians, all of us, and how we receive and react to the final season. I've been monitoring this pretty closely over the last few months, and I've noticed that Most of the positive, eager dialogue amongst fans usually has this kind of tail end on it or some comments in it or even comments that overtake it, um, causing it to be, causing that positive dialogue to be dramatically contested by this sort of negative and destructive dialogue. Hearing people uh, say things like, you know, if this doesn't happen, it just won't do it for me. Or, well, if they don't answer all of our questions, then it's going to be disappointing. And that feels eerily similar to how a, a minority, and I stress that word, minority, of Star Wars fans had already decided how The Last Jedi should play out prior to the actual release of the film. And when it finally did release, the fans didn't see their favorite theories or ideas play out, immediately devaluing anything that they did see in the film. And the finale of Game of Thrones does not need to be this way for us. We also have a group of reporters who are fabricating stories pretty regularly just to entice a gullible reader to click. Then that reader spreads their newly developed opinion, which is based entirely on misinformation, triggering an argument amongst fans over the validity of the article in question or the theory stemming out of it. And these arguments are entirely needless that they just make us look silly as a fandom. It's just like this whole feature-length episodes debacle that was created by fans and reporters alike. And then when the actual runtimes were released with all but two of the episodes being longer than normal, That unconfirmed rumor that so many touted as fact was soundly disproven, and the entire fandom erupted in this collective disappointment, all over something that was never true to begin with. So I've been ruminating on this for a while. No, like I said, about three months. And I think that the fix is, we need to make a conscious effort, as an entire fandom, united in our enjoyment of this fantastic show and world that everyone involved has worked so hard over like ten years to build for us. We need to make a real conscious effort to minimize our expectations and be open to whatever the final season brings us, whether or not we expected whatever that ends up being, and regardless of the fact that many of our questions will guaranteed go unanswered. And that's fine by me, because ultimately that's keeping in line with George's penchant for delightfully subjective history. Now, I absolutely love using facts to theorize what might happen in both the books and show, and I of all people would never ask you to stop theorizing but I have never once been bothered by any of my theories not coming true. And if your theory is coming to fruition is how you gauge your enjoyment, you will almost certainly be disappointed by a show that's made its bread and butter off of kind of surprising us all at every turn. And so I speak from the heart as a fellow fan who wants nothing more than for all of us to enjoy the final season without putting our preconceived notions at the forefront of our minds. And so in closing you know, I would never ask any of you to ignore things in this final season that you feel were not up to the standard that the show has previously created or established, or even things that you just didn't like or enjoy. But I am pleading with you to put down your book comparisons, put aside your theories, opinions, whatever kind of ideas that you've, you've concocted that you think should happen leading into this final season as I truly believe they will only hinder both your personal enjoyment and the collective enjoyment that each member of the Game of Thrones community is so looking forward to. So I ask of you, judge the final season by what actually happens within it, and only after the whole season has aired. I'm 100% positive that you won't be disappointed in the story they tell, unless you're actively looking for reasons to be. So thank you for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Thomas Ristling and on Instagram at T Ristling. Please be sure to rate, like, review, and subscribe depending on what platform you're listening to this on for more Ruminations from the Realm here on Casterly Talk.
0: Part of the show, here we are walking some stuff down on predictions. We're getting to the nitty gritty, and we're going to be really wrong about a lot <laughs> of them there. But with the show here, season eight is pretty much upon us. By the time you're listening to this, uh, it's time to just kind of say what we got to say, put it on a shelf, and start watching the story unfold in front of us there. So uh, Andres, before we dive into that, though, you you bring this up uh, from time to time, and this is uh, uh, Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, as it might relate to Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yes, and <laughs> this is you're you're an anime guy. Yes, that's one of your strengths, one of your things. You've just you've just come come to life here in the studio take us through this and maybe pepper us with some questions
2: i mean obviously this is me being very nerdy and being a big avatar the last airbender Mm -hmm. fan but i I really do feel like there's a lot there every time i pitch avatar the last airbender to people who haven't seen the show Mm -hmm. i pitch it as a game of thrones of Mm -hmm. anime or like a a game of thrones type world where they create this you know there's magic there's all this stuff but the magic is based on the elements uh, the reason why I bring this up is because there's so many different themes and and and, and types of powers that we see come up inside the Avatar world, um, you know, as far as stuff that's happened in the past, happening in the present. But there's a lot of stuff specifically that goes on, especially in the finales, epi- the final episodes mm. of Avatar having to do with a certain character who's a very smart guy, doesn't have any powers, but still being a key ingredient because he goes to the great library something very similar <laughs> yeah. um, to find certain scrolls that give him knowledge to defeat a certain Fire Lord and the ability to take away his power. Something that we see with Samuel Tarly mm-hmm. come up and I was like, this is so Avatar, it's not even funny. Like mm-hmm. even the Citadel... It uh, yeah. looks exactly like the great library from Avatar The Last Airbender. And I was like, this is giving me so many flashbacks. And there's an idea of blotting out the sun, which again, I, I keep going back to because again, I feel like that's something that the Night King has been known to do. The idea of of extremism of two sides, like I just said before about, you know, the, the Fire Lord wants to just burn the world down. This whole yeah. concept of that. Um, there's just a lot, a lot
0: there that relates to game of thrones interesting i mean the great library and this guy without Mm -hmm. powers yeah that to me was the
2: biggest key because i was like i'm still convinced that sam did find something in there and they they haven't revealed it yet some sort of
0: beyond key yeah who john is beyond dragon uh, dragon glass and all that stuff interesting yeah interesting i like that idea there rachel any thoughts on that if you i'm not too familiar with the show i'm very aware
1: of it um but I'm ashamed to say I've seen the film, um, but I have seen, <laughs> I have seen, I believe the the first season of the show and what I liked about it is that there was a sense of it being character driven and where magic isn't everything and what sure. you were just describing about towards the end, like it's so it bore out that way, which I, I like to hear and, and yeah. maybe we'll have to, to revisit, but that it's as much about the interaction and the interplay of these different lands that represent different things. And you know, the there's so much um, enmity between Starks and Lannisters and certain families and other families, Dorne and um, the reach and and things like that in that are ingrained in the characters in the show that preclude people from stepping back and seeing the whole truth
0: right, right you know right. what
1: I mean like and that's that's so very human and that's so very typical to our own history and mm. which Martin rooted so much of this story in Absolutely. so that's what makes it you know sometimes frustrating because you want to you know reach through the screen and and, and say to Ned you know, just snap out of it. Like, yeah, like yeah. don't be so rigid. You live in a real world, and you have to, you know, compromise sometimes. And 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 don't do the thing that we all know is going to get you into trouble. And we say this to all these characters all the time. But that's what makes them relatable. That's what makes them human. And that's right. what makes the show something more than just this big fantasy series.
2: A hundred percent. And obviously, uh, the first season's great, but the last season is 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 just yeah. absolutely on a different level. Yeah. The last thing I'll say is, is there's. A, there's a comet that actually has a lot of significance in Avatar oh, really? that that also kind of plays uh, you know a hand on the show and and I think that's part of the sh- the, the things that I relate to is the elemental sure. magical elements of the show that kind of relate to Game of Thrones. Fascinating. You're making a good pitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, you please
0: can, watch the show. Uh, please making it it. a good pitch. <laughs> All right, time has come. The time has come. We're... We got to bring us, bring us the show now here, but let's, let, let's go through. Here's how it's going to come. We, we haven't planned this out. I'm not giving you guys.
1: <laughs> Ken a, is just going to spring no, this on no, us right now. I'm <laughs> give you a chance
0: to really get through some stuff here or to plan anything. We're just going to, I'm going to toss out names in no particular order. And doesn't mean that you have to just say, yes, going to live, yes, going to die. But uh, we'll talk about each of them uh, about a minute or so here about what we think might happen and then uh, uh later on we'll go back and realize who was right in the winner prize kidding all right <laughs> first one i'm, g- I'm going to throw out is uh, arya stark arya stark running through the winterfell crypts maybe or at least winterfell we see that there she's got the Cat's catspawveler and uh, steel dagger she got needle steel she's a trained killer andres what do you think about arya stark the, i am I'm, I'm
2: very you know focused on arya stark i i feel like she has a purpose in this mm uh shown in this finale. And, and I feel like, I, I don't know where I, one of the YouTube channels that I'm obsessed with and that I watch a lot of Game of Thrones had this great prediction of Arya Stark just not only naming her dire wolf Nymeria, but actually becoming Nymeria mm-hmm. Targaryen mm-hmm. and essentially becoming like this, this version of this heroine of hers, like, like Tywin said, and becoming the new version of Nymeria, the new Nymeria in a new family ruling <laughs> kind of situation where she's right. like this protector and she's, this like legendary that. warrior uh, that kind of stands by, whether that be John or Danny, I am not sure, but I, I I really like that prediction of her just kind of embracing <laughs> the I like that
0: yeah. role. I am not just choking on I am choking on water. Not your prediction here, <laughs> uh, okay? Rachel, you start?
1: I am excited to see um, a continuation of what happened at the end of last season, which is Arya coming to terms with um, two sides of herself mm-hmm. the you know the the girl that she was who very much loved her family and was a family person, family oriented person, a a protective person, um, who cherished her close relationships, but then who, you know, through a course of series of events that, you know, uh, turned her into a stone cold killer. (laughs) Um, yeah, having who had a list whose honestly sole purpose in life was to just knock these people off her list in a very cold and calculated way. Um, and so now she's come back to her family, and she's reconciled with Sansa. Her reunion with Jon is just something I am so excited to see because of what they've both been oh, through, yeah. and how close they were, and what that means. I also think it's going to be very interesting because I do see Sansa and Danny being a little like, yeah, yeah, sizing each other up in this situation, and where does Arya fall in in allegiance? Uh, kind of a way. I mean, yeah. they're all on the same side, but they also all have these various histories yeah. that sort of also hit them against each other in some ways. It's just dynamics yeah. and that that are important. And um I think that uh while it seems obvious that it's Jamie and Cersei that have mm-hmm. to come to a head at some point. Cersei's on Arya's list, right. and so I have to think, in some way, shape, or form, she's got to acknowledge that, and whether she lets it go mm-hmm. or she follows right. it through in some twist or conclusion, you know, based on her her um, right. uh, powers, or, or I'm not sure. I I don't really know if she's going to wear a face and kill Cersei, or, or there's a lot of theories going around. Out Bernadette, there. Bernadette's face. Yeah, and, that uh, seems kill. slightly okay. unlikely, but I but I need her to to face that i need okay. her to acknowledge that this woman is on her list and whatever you know fight that they bring to cersei how arya factors into that i
0: yeah i like the idea of, of- some kind of peace coming to Arya, yes. and maybe she doesn't need to complete the list right. and goes west of west on under. Well, just going off that, the fact that the mountain
2: was on her list as well. Mm-hmm. Right, The right. fact that the Red Woman Melisandre was on her list for a minute and then She's it was possible. off the list. Right. Uh, there's a there's a little bit there with with Arya and her list. I mean, there's okay. we could say that that shows that it's probably not going to happen, considering we want right. Sandor to to kill the uh, the mountain. Right. Uh, yeah. Game um, and the fact that the oh, red that moment boom. was off her list all of a sudden, right. um, I think that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. It's also, you know, the idea of her fate. I, I still, I just said it last episode, you know, I, I ship Gendry and Arya, uh-huh, uh-huh. um, but also, you know, what is to come of her faceless ways? Yeah, gonna- what
0: was the point in a way? I mean, yeah. I, I think there's only been some point to it, but yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. And the fact that we we do see that I still go back to that scene with with Hot Pie and how she reacts Mm -hmm. to him, which I think is great. Mm -hmm.
0: But yeah, I I absolutely
2: I I can't wait to see what comes of Arya. And obviously she's a big key in the in the trailer. And we do see in the trailer that she does. I I think she's going to be team Danny when when she meets Danny, considering the whole Nymeria aspect that I keep kind of I kind of keep going back to this because of a reason. Um, and we kind of see that in the trailer, which is, I think she's grinning and smiling at the, at the sight of the, she dragon. Yeah, the dragon. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt. So I think she's going to be like, wow, you're like my hero, yeah. you know, yeah. just like what I read in the books kind of
0: situation. All right. Next name on my list here on my list, hmm. Brienne of Tarth, hmm. Rachel, you're clutching Please your heart.
1: survive. Please survive. Um, Bran has done her duty again and again in the face of so much and she's just my favorite character because of it and Gwendolyn Christie is just so amazing at it I think you know she's found her place solidly you know mm-hmm. and and she's accomplished what she promised Catelyn Stark that she would do and she is firmly by Sansa's side I want her to have a badass moment I mean her mm-hmm. fight against the Hound is still my favorite one-on-one right fight yeah. in the entire series yeah. but like Um, I think that we were mentioning last week in the battle of Winterfell, we might see some of our, you know, point characters who are carrying Valyrian Valyrian steel blades with the, armed with the knowledge that if they take out a white Walker, they take out whatever whites that Walker turned. So um, I I, I need a Brienne versus a Walker fight very badly. I like that. (laughs) Um, And, and, whether it's wishful thinking or not, I'm going to say she takes him out and survives that to uh, to continue on as Sansa's uh, number one bodyguard. When Sansa yeah. survives the whole thing,
0: oh, I like
2: that. Tying I, in. Love, it. I right. love it. I love it. I definitely see Brienne taking down a White Walker. Yeah, I, I cool. still like the idea of Brienne and Jamie back to back in this battle <laughs> of Winterfell, taking down White Walkers because Jamie also has a Valyrian steel sword. Yeah. yeah, so we know he has a widow's, yeah. A- yeah. widow's, yeah. Whale. Whale. widow's whale. So the fact that both of them could be like yeah. taking down white walkers and yep. this epic uh relationship this epic couple made mm-hmm. up of two amazing legendary warriors that jamie and brienne are obviously jamie's not as good as he was before but he's still, he's still i told you i still think he can uh, take down I some people he's all right um, yeah, I, 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 love Brienne of Tarth and I, I mean, obviously I put her as the number one fighter for a reason. I think she's yeah. clearly the number, the best fighter in, left on the show and, and I do see her surviving as well. I, I do. Okay. I, 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 brought up to Ken a couple weeks ago, whether she's going to see Jamie die or she's going to be the last one between that. Do you, I don't know if you see them kind of living happily ever after. Yeah,
0: no, you don't see Jamie going great fight. I got to go kill my sister. I'll be back.
1: No, because I don't think Jamie survives that. Um, okay. So do you th- see her kind of seeing I, him die? I, I could see them having another moment. Like I actually loved their final moment um, in river run when mm-hmm. she's sailing oh, away great. in that wave. season, like the wave, like that to me felt like a very natural goodbye right. and i would have been okay if it ended there but because we know Jamie's coming to Winterfell and that's where she is i i don't hate the idea of them coming back together again but i've never shipped them in a true romantic okay. sense i have always seen Andres them really, I know, he's th- really there's, upset there's some with serious reactions the most upset over them are <laughs> right. here um, to me they always struck me i mean yes there is something there but it's they they respect each other on a warrior level, on a comrade level. Right. They respect each other as, and understand each other as misunderstood people. Right. And while that can be a basis for a romantic relationship, it doesn't have to be. And I like them seeing each other as, in a non-sexual way, as equals in right, both right, right. their hardships and in their skill sets and it to me it's 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 a it's such a it's a based on respect in an emotional way that um is very special to me and almost might be ruined by like a, a kiss <laughs> or romance okay. i do think that All it right. would be very heartbreaking to either one of them to see the other die sure. Yeah. for sure. But like there's better not be any riding into the sunset for the oh, two of them. That, that to right. me is just not game uh, of Thrones. This, this, oh. uh, this, but this, so this leads me into the next name, which
0: is Jamie Lannister. So, uh, uh, I, I mean, see, what I, do you I got? I, 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 I,
2: I, Rachel just broke my heart. She broke your heart. No this. I, I, I am. I very much want that sexual yeah, tension. Yeah. Give me that kiss. Give me that sex. Give me all of it. <laughs> like I, I new hot. Oh, one hundred percent. I I I've shipped them all the way as okay. a couple. I, I I really do. I love the dueling predictions. Here. I I really feel like obviously there's a lot more to Brienne than than anyone can give her credit for. Obviously, but I still. I'm, He's the one person who li- can. I'm not a sucker for romance. I don't like romantics. I really don't. Like, I'm mm-hmm. a very almost anti-romantic stuff when okay. it comes to dire situations. I find it to be cheesy in a story plot, in a story ploy that we see all the time. Yet, <laughs> even <laughs> then, Yet. I still uh, ship them okay. so hard because I feel like th- there's, th- th- I think she's telling the story to Podrick of, of Renly dancing with mm-hmm. her yeah, and yeah. her being rejected and being not considered... Uh, beautiful and she's mm. she's uh, you know awkward and tall and bulky and not the traditional type of beauty that we usually see you know obviously Bri- um
0: well, brianne the beauty yeah,
2: yeah. is is the nickname
0: yeah yeah yeah
2: um that's a reason why i also would love the idea of the the opposite of, of the this stereotypical gorgeous man who all the ladies want to be with choosing Brienne and being mm. like no i think she's hot I think she's the dopest and I think there's mm-hmm. She's not, oh, not only is she an incredible warrior, she's just yeah. a kind hearted human being that I want to spend my life with. And that, I, that, the, that, you know, yeah. dynamic to me would be absolutely I would just fill my heart with joy.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> he wants, she's all that in I, game. of. I 100%, 100% want she's
0: all that in game. He's of Thrones. Like, I've been in love with her since I saw her kill three Northmen on the road.
1: <laughs> but but Jamie
2: is my, is my favorite so, character left on the show. Okay, so, and, I, and I really do feel like I, I, I go back to that scene where, um, Jamie has that vision when he lays on the, I think he lays on the weirwood stump mm. and, and he imagines, I think he sees Brienne and he sees, I think he sees him with flaming swords. I might be misreading that. Mm. Uh, but I still think that's a relationship going back okay. to, we'll see them in the battle of Winterfell kind of mm-hmm. fighting each other. But, but uh, Jamie Lannister is, yeah. is my favorite for a reason.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, unfortunately, I don't see him surviving. Survive.
0: Okay. So Jamie um, gone.
2: I do I think so man as as much as it breaks my heart considering I I just voted him my favorite character so that yeah. automatically means he will He's die got to go. Um but yeah there's something the finale has to conclude yeah. with Cersei somehow. Okay. Whether that's him killing J- her killing Jamie or Jamie yeah. killing her whatever it is I I that's where I feel like his conclusion will lie.
0: Fair enough. Jamie Lannister.
1: Yeah, I've always thought that he was one of the ones that wouldn't survive but that would play a part and i'm very happy at the how last season ended Mm -hmm. i feel like last season was him coming to terms with the monster that she's become even though he was very much the last person to hold out and hope that she wasn't Mm -hmm. that way Mm -hmm. but when olena tells him about joffrey and 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 then, when basically she's threatening to to sick the mountain on him um, before he rides away, like that's his last illusion about their relationship and the woman that he loved is is done and yeah. gone. And now he's going to do the last thing he can think of to do that is the right thing or the good thing is, you know, he's going to honor the promise she made, even though she's not going to by riding North. Um, But that means he has to come back in contact with her because that was the aside from her children, the purest relationship she ever had. And she was his motivation through so much of the series to just survive and get back to um, that, that has to end some way and because he's the one who killed the mad king before he could murder millions of innocent people, if she goes mad queen, the the parallels are just too strong and and powerful to not acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. I will say um, Lon, uh, in one of our earlier episodes, said that he rather thought Tyrion would die. Mm -hmm. And I said immediately, if that's the case, if Tyrion dies and Cersei dies, then Jaime will live. Okay. I feel like a Lannister survives this and it seems it the obvious anis- the obvious answer would be Tyrion mm-hmm. but if they really try to do a bait and switch mm-hmm. um and Tyrion dies I still think there has to be an end to the Cersei Jamie relationship somehow okay. yeah, but I, he oh, yeah, could yeah, yeah. survive that moment or that that final battle mm-hmm. um and you know finds some honor Right. In, in the end of his life uh, in some way shape or form um, there would be some poetry to that as well but okay. I don't find that very likely
0: so Jamie dead Jamie dead I, still, I think Jamie dead too um, <laughs> but I, I like what all of your you're saying there so uh, I'm not going to reiterate it but I, I love uh, Jamie season 7 might be uh, he might be one of the best stories in season 7
1: in in Nikolai yeah. Costa Waldo stepped yeah. Up and, his acting in that scene yeah. with Diana Rigg is uh, just brilliant. And the
2: scene with uh, what's his face? Uh, yeah, in, it, in the cap, and uh, the guy who survived the red wedding, uh, not Blackfish, but the, the oh, Walter
0: talking about Walter. Walter oh, oh, no, you, you uh, talk about uh, Edmund, Edmund, yeah, Edmir, yes. Edmir, excuse me. Yes, that yeah. scene is, yeah, it's a, it's so a great, great scene because
2: you see like Jamie trying to I be honorable, but he's still you. like,
0: yeah, you know what, I'm Jamie, man, yeah. I, I'm and, and I'm him <laughs> him walking away with the snow falling. It's one of the yeah. more beautiful little sequences for me. All right. So, um, some more names here. Uh, we could be doing this all night, but I'm going to combine these two here. Uh, the hound and the mountain. The hound and the mountain. Click game I, Bowl. I think this one's Coming.
2: easy. Yeah.
0: What do you got? I got.
2: Uh, Uh, what's his face? Uh, The hound beheading the mountain. Beheading him. Beheading him. Not really his
1: head. Not his
2: head. (laughs) (laughs) But I I told you when I was ranking the fighters, Mm -hmm. I I think there's a way to kill the mountain and I think it's whoop, whoop,
0: off with his head. The hound survives though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, think I the there, there's dies. there's a, some weird we talk about that justice i think there's some sins he still could pay for but sure. he might be atoning for them sure um uh the grave digger sequence uh, was an example of that for me too so in the beginning of season seven so all okay. right uh i i think that i think this I, I think he kills the mountain um and i i do see him surviving rachel
1: i agree that he uh wins clegane bowl yeah and if he does survive i want the, the more literal interpretation of the grave digger. I want him yeah. to go off into the countryside and, and, actually do that. and actually, you know, take that vow of silence yeah. and and live out his days as peacefully as he can, um, right. given everything that he's been I'd through.
0: Like th- I'd like to see that. I'd yeah. like to see that. Uh, this one's going to be real quick. Uh, uh, Sir George Mormont. Oh. Ooh. I'm bracing for impact here. I think he doesn't survive the Battle of Winterfell. <laughs>
1: Doesn't seem likely. No, no, it
0: doesn't.
2: <sighs> yeah. Even though he's gonna go out. Oh, in he a goes out like a boss. One hundred percent. I mean, we we yeah. keep predicting how many people are gonna kill yeah. White Walkers, but I still think
0: that Jorah could be one of I them. I think he could. I, I talked yeah. about uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, here, Castle talk, but myself about peace for Jorah. The idea of him going back home to the the bear Island where he was banished and where he he went left and all that stuff. Can (sighs) I say that I would love a moment between him and Liana?
1: Oh, I hope so. I would love a moment. I think that'd
0: be great. So I don't have a little hope for Jorah, Rachel.
1: No, it's, and I'm, I'm sorry to (laughs) harken back to this again. He was one. I didn't really see surviving the suicide squad mission last season. And when he did, It just, it struck me as like, what is, what does he have to do? What is his, Mm -hmm. everybody that survived that to me has to have a purpose Purpose, this season, you know? Um, and, and I don't know what his is because I feel like we retell his story a lot, which is he's so devoted to Danny and she chooses another man over him. Um, and, and I'm, I, I feel Uh bad for him in that way. But um, so, uh, you know, it it could be very well that like if our prediction about the Battle of Winterfell comes true and they lose that battle and it's, you know, a few remain to hold off the dead while, Mm. you know, some escape. He is absolutely one of those that is like, uh, I I will, you know, fight to the death to save, you know, the people that I can. I could Mm. absolutely he's honorable enough and, you know. Atoned for his sins, I think, uh, and then some at this point, mm-hmm. and so I could see him going out that way. But maybe there's another little twist. I kind of hope that there's another specific. There could always be a twist with Jorah
0: Mormont. True. Yeah, I hope uh, these two together. They've kind of predicted the, this. themselves. I Leave one of their names is uh, predicted uh, with their fates. Melisandre and Varys. I see them connected. Uh, Melisandre, you know, she gets things right sometimes. They're both supposed to die here. You think we got
2: a I mean, double death she here? She said it herself, man. We're both going to die.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Dad, I, I still think Melisandre has to see Arya, has to come in contact with Arya. Yeah. We're going to meet again. We're going to meet again. So they have to meet again. So she's it's pretty- has got to happen. I'm coming back. I'm going to die here. I'm going to meet Arya again. Oh, Varys, you're dying too. Melisandre might be making predictions for us here.
2: It's so- I think Melisandre is is one of those characters that I, I don't- Obviously, I think she's going to die. I just don't know how or why or if she somehow mm-hmm. rejects the Lord of Light in some sense. I, I, That's like, one of the wrinkles losing I'm interested religion, in. Losing yeah. her religion. Losing her religion. Losing religion. Where she loses her religion and sees maybe uh-huh. like, you know, I'm whatever whole she is, 600 years old or something. 400
0: or whatever, yeah. And, and okay. I
2: have been through some shit. But yeah. you know what? This Lord of Light guy isn't as nice as I thought he was. Right? Something like that, kind okay. of being her demise. I still think Varys is going to face a, a demise as well, connected yeah, yeah. to the Lord, because yeah. his hatred of magic to me is 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 key. Mm-hmm. I, I predicted last time that I, I feel like he's, he will betray Danny in some sense for some reason because there's right no way to keep yeah. bringing it up. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I see his fate connected to the Lord of Light, connected to Danny, connected to Melisandre,
0: okay. Melisandre Varys.
1: Rachel. Yeah, I feel like Melisandra has to come back and while I think it's less likely, as much as I know you gentlemen would like it for Kinvara to be involved, Melisandra uh-huh. is the more likely choice to come and advise Danny and John as the prince and princess who was promised and what other uh version of that you want to believe in, in how to use the Lord of Light in their current struggle. Uh-huh. I think she will come to this. losing my religion realization via that. I think she will, she's already seen some of the things, the cost of Shireen being the the main example of that, um, where she was very disillusioned after that, but then she was able to bring John back from the dead. I think they will unleash the power or use the power of the Lord of Light under her help or direction in some way Mm. that will backfire on them, that will, you know, they'll have to pay a huge price for. I think maybe this, version of a betrayal could be Varys being the one person staunchly being against this idea, no matter what. And maybe he's the one sacrificed. Maybe he's the one who leaves them and goes to Cersei or goes to somebody because I can't side with a group of people that are going to use this dark, dark magic. I don't care if it's against the white walkers. Like that's the version of the betrayal. Mm -hmm. Um, I will, I will be the the defector though, and say Varus lives okay. through oh, this wow. though. Um, he's another one of those if, when the dust settles, and you know whoever. Is is taking the lead in creating the new world mm-hmm. needs advisors, and I think he has established yeah, himself right. as a good advisor. I love that
0: we're on the opposite. <laughs> I wanted it to be Littlefinger, man. Yeah, Dang it! No, that's, uh, you know, he <laughs> Paid his price. All right, we are uh, we are in the great game now. Tyrion Lannister. Ooh, Tyrion boy. Lannister. Dragon rider is is he a Targaryen? Is no. he gone? Is he in this fight? Is he running? What's he doing? Does he face off with Cersei? There's a lot there, and the time we have left, Andres, what do you got with him uh, for me. Tyrion always
2: goes back to one of my favorite characters, right. Ken, and that is Tywin. Uh, I think his yes. connection to Tywin is is, is going to be the the whole his conclusion to the story. The irony mm. that Tywin rejected him so much as his son, and the irony that Tywin was obsessed with legacy yeah. and leave and 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 you know leaving the Lannister name in good hands, and that the fact that it, the hands are going to be. Tyrion. I think Tyrion is going to be the last Lannister. I think he continues the Lannister legacy. And I think it's going to be in the image of his great father, considering they were both the brains... And I, I just like the idea of... A in, better version, in, but... Yeah, yeah, him yeah. inheriting Casterly Rock and, and being the one to... <laughs> finally getting it. Yeah. I just yeah. wanted yeah. it. Yeah, and being uh, the one to continue uh, on, on the this, this Lannister yeah. name and, and, and that he is his father's son, even though he killed his father.
0: Yeah, well, no, nah, there's something, you know, there's something to that we talk about. I, I keep bringing up this justice for these certain characters and justice doesn't always, uh, uh, you know, come to the light here in, in Game of Thrones, but there's something about Tyrion. Mm. I don't... For some reason, I don't get lost in the... Targaryen stuff and the Dragon Rider stuff. I I don't a lot, some a lot of it actually makes sense to me. But I go back to what you just discussed. That that's more more powerful to me. Whether right or wrong, I'm more drawn to. Uh, he's the last Lannister standing when everyone thought he should have been the first to go. So uh, I say survive, Rachel.
1: Yeah, to me, especially in the show, I am less sure about in the book. True. But I think show Tyrion is the the character most fans, if they pick their favorite is their favorite is the one that has seen us through so much and is the one that, um, best exemplifies sort of turning expectations on their head. As you talked about with Tywin and, um, and it just, the, like you said, the justice of it all, like you want at least a small handful of the characters that we love to make it through and to yeah, actually absolutely. achieve the things that they wanted to, and have you know gone through hell and back, right. uh, and and you want to see them come out the other side. And again, a a a, a, a smart. Intelligent person that you want to be on the other end of this to rebuild the world in whatever shape it is, and um, and you just want to see uh, Peter Dinklage right off in the sunset. It would
0: that'd it would, be great, uh, a <laughs> lot there. There, all right, we're coming down to some of the big ones here. Uh, and I'm not everyone, everyone's not on this list, by the way. Everyone there, like uh, a quick Samuel Sam Tarley. I think, I think he'll factor into some of the knowledge. Ian Gillay, I think maybe they settle if they survive. I, I can't see Sam dying. What, what about little Sam? Uh, little Sam, I think he goes on, he's the king. Uh, after all that. He's the nights, yeah. King. so I don't the know. New I, I, the new night's King. The new nights King. He, we, he was supposed there. to be a white yeah. walker. Yeah. He was oh, supposed see. to be pulled oh, off there oh, into the... Oh, there you go. That's, 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 that's my legacy. So I don't know, if, he, unless any of you think uh, differently, I think Sam, we say, survives in some way, shape, or form here. Yeah. Um, Bran. Uh-huh. We talked yeah. a lot about what he might factor in. There's a lot to him there, but where do you see him at the end of this story, Ace? Ah, oh, I... Bran's the the conundrum for me. I I I don't I don't, I don't know. Yeah, for me it's it's yeah. he's not supposed to be in that no, tree. I, the Raven says do hey, Don't worry, you know you're going you you're pass a little different.
2: Obviously, I still uh, he'll he'll play a hand and with anything having to do with the team, considering that yeah, they're yeah. connected somehow. Definitely, that's a big part of it. I, I, am I just a, a weird nerd that kind of wants to see
0: Howlin' Reed meet Bran? No, I've been wanting Howland Reed in the show yeah. for if, a long time.
1: If they introduce a character in the final six episodes, which I think would be. Yeah. A stretch, big stretch. If they did, that's the only one they could get away with, and it would only really be as a um, another level of proof that Jon is the Targaryen um, next in line Targaryen, because we have Bran, but Bran's word is oh, I saw it in the tree. Not a lot of people going to take that seriously, but now we also have Sam's word of the Journal of the um, the. Septon, who married uh, Lyanna and Rhaegar. So now that's a level of proof. Holland Reed would be the last level of proof needed that 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 is Jon's lineage. I I have often held out for that myself. And I I, wanted
2: to relate to Bran somehow. Yeah, just because that's kind of the introduction we see. Yeah, of, and it's Jojin Jojin's and father. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I still, I mean, I'd l- bring Mira back to the fight. She's got, oh, some, skills. Yeah. She's got some skills. Oh, please do. Mira,
2: to me, is the most underappreciated character on the show. Yeah, she, it, especially loved. by Bran.
1: Yeah, really, <laughs> oh, that was man. a brutal that's, send-off. Ellie, yeah. Ellie Kendrick, I was like,
0: yeah.
2: that's Mira freaking Reed, bro. Yeah,
1: what she... yeah. <laughs> if uh, Bran survives, he survives in an animal. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it I, I think Ooh, he definitely. himself, I think whatever he does to contribute to the defeat of the Night King in whatever power he has with the old gods, mm-hmm. he disappears after that. I, like I maybe that. he lives on, but he lives on as a warged into and yeah. and an maybe three ghosts eye or something like that. That's kind of crazy, but that's yeah. Not, yeah.
2: still possible.
0: <laughs> that's still possible. I, I still I mean R.I.P. Summer Man. Yeah. Oh, oh, every d- I'm still upset about all the direwolves yeah. who've passed on there. Uh speaking of direwolves that passed on the first to go was lady belonging
1: to Sansa Stark.
2: Oh,
0: I think we're going to say ghost. Well, ghost. If is, ghost doesn't live. <laughs> yeah. oh, One
1: issue. ghost in Nymeria. They, they're yeah. untouchable at this point. Where, right? Right? to See where
0: our CGI budget if is. Ghost um, dies. I'm gonna stop watching the show in the middle yeah, of season eight. Throw, flip your desk. Uh, up, uh, Sansa Stark. Sansa yeah. Stark. All right. She's got. Uh, she's got power. She's. Uh, I could see her opposing Danny a little bit, or at least kind of having like a. Wait sure. a minute. I've got the North. Uh, I'm not bending the knees. If, what do if, we got? If the Iron Throne mm-hmm. is no
2: more, and if we do see again that we've. S- brought up so many times in different seasons the right. idea of like the king of the north oh no it's I'm, i met john snow the king of the north right right i mean maybe the final king of the north or queen of the north would be someone like a sansa stark right and if the north is an independent kingdom um like rob wanted it's sansa who's ruling over it
1: 100 mm-hmm. i like that that's a, it's a clear arc for her she's earned it and then some and she is also proven that Quite frankly, she's a far better leader than John is. John is yeah. a fantastic military leader. He's a inspirational leader. Sansa knows that you put leather on the breastplates yeah, yeah, yeah. because you need that when oh. you're going to fight in wintertime. I'm that's sorry. A, and everybody should idea. know that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so Sansa lives. I think we got three predictions yeah. of lives. I think it's just where the power lies, might go to where that throne lies. Yeah. If if the th- if the wheel's still in place, I think she might have more traditional power. Yeah. But I don't know that I need that for for Sansa. Uh, also, what an impressive growth of this character mm-hmm. too. Go back sure. to season one, and you even now you can still kind of get frustrated with her. <laughs> what a growth. Uh, Sophie Turner kind of grew into that role Uh she grew up. All right, we got we got three three left here, um, and I'm gonna do, we're gonna close it uh, this way. Uh, I'm gonna say together, John. And Daenerys Targaryen, Aegon Targaryen, Ooh, and A-Gon. Daenerys Targaryen. Before we predict it, can can I ask you guys? Yeah, yeah, do you yeah. guys do you guys like that Aegon? He, I
2: mean, I I am like. Am I it. the only one who I rolled so hard? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I rolled. I, I, I rolled. I was like, really, Aegon Targaryen again? <laughs> no,
0: well, but I uh, I also think he's he's taking a bit of some of the storyline from uh fake Aegon, uh, yeah. little, little Griff, uh, young Griff. Sure. So and 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 it's. Yeah, but it those Targaryen named
2: them Aegon. I was like, really? Yeah, those tar- Another Aegon?
1: <laughs> but it's <is, laughs> it a very Targaryen, targaryen about, thing to do. They have about twelve names. Yes. But didn't he have an Aegon <laughs> with Elia? Uh, yes. yes, and I think that's also why. Yes. I think the idea it's is like, that Aegon. This yeah. is the one I, I meant. This R- is the Agon. Rhaegar would have been <laughs> the next in line, and then Aegon would have been next in line mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. So, like to to call back to it as you know, and a lot of people consider. Although I disagreed, Jaehaerys, in my opinion, was the best Targaryen king. But oh, Aegon the Conqueror is the most well-known, yeah. the most pedestal line. Yeah. the he's idea the Conqueror. That, that he
2: brought war into Westeros, and maybe the mm-hmm. idea that another Aegon brings peace to Westeros could be a good bookend.
1: Yeah,
0: ja- Jaehaerys is the to me the old king, the best king. Oh, in, yeah, in, in, so he, had a,
1: he had a lot of years to work with, so that helps.
0: Um, all right, yeah, let's hear it. Let's uh, hear it. I I, I
2: think. I think he goes out in heroic fashion. I, okay. I already predicted that he kills a Night King. I see that happening. Okay. I still see them killing each other somehow. Okay. I stab to stab if I had to mm-hmm. predict a certain manner. Mutual stabbing. A mutual stabbing. Got it. Got it. <laughs> uh, uh, RIP Longclaw. Longclaw. Mm, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe he goes uh, goes into ghost. Um, and lives on as ghost.
0: That's interesting um,
2: too. I I think that's a stretch. Yeah, but, that's a stretch. But, but, At least in the show, yeah. But, but yeah. I still want Ghost to to survive and kind of be John's legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, as goofy as that sounds, I, I still feel like John's child will have a legacy to live on. Yeah, yeah. As a new bloodline. But yeah, I, I think he'll go out in heroic fashion. I think Danny is the
0: biggest question mark. Well, that's that's why I paired um, them together here. Yeah,
2: I think ah, Danny.
0: I don't know. I'm still leaning towards Danny Duff. I still lean towards it. John's going to stab her with long claw, and it's (laughs) going to become. Is she Nissa Nissa or this
2: is just, Nissa. this is like, something different? Obviously, that's a, a yeah. theory that's not original, but yeah, yeah. but is no, that yeah. going to
0: happen? I don't know. I, I mean, I was like 80-20 in favor of Danny Dine. Maybe now I am sixty forty. Sure, but I still look at it because I go to season two. I go to those predictions. It's it's how can you look at the the one at the King's Landing with the throne and then not pay attention to the one of her going to see Caldro? I kind of yeah. goofed around with you yeah. with the idea of like a time jump at the end yeah, of the yeah.
2: season where we see the 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 child of of Danny and John, the 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 yeah, son yeah. who would. Mount the world, mounting the world, yeah, kind of being the new ruler. Uh, that's Interesting. that's a stretch, but
0: all right. I don't know. All right, Rachel, yeah. Jon Snow, Daenerys Targaryen.
1: Jon's done for. Um done I, so. and, and that's speaking as is in the books. He's my favorite character, and he's mm-hmm. top five in the show. Um, he he died. He mm-hmm. was supposed to die. He was brought back. Right. I think he was brought back for a purpose. I do think it has to do with the Night King. I feel like fight, like a physical one-on-one mm. fight between him and the Night King is too literal. I, sure. I feel like there's going to be a, a left swerve somewhere okay. there. Okay. He goes out heroically. That is that is not in question. Okay. Um, but he... Yeah, he he he's not going to make it. Um, uh, <laughs> Danny, I'm with Ken. Um, you'd asked me even yeah. two weeks ago. I would have been 90-10. Okay. Danny's done too. I just felt like there was too much in her history uh-huh. that warranted her too many mistakes too much. Even though she wanted to break the wheel, she just, she still represented the old world. And, uh-huh. I, and I still sort of believe in this idea of that when everything's said and done, we will be in a new world and a new age and things will be very different. And I don't think Targaryens are necessarily part of it. I don't think dragons are part of it. And, um, and I just saw like, you know, she, she'll accomplish breaking the wheel, but she will die for it. And then she will be able to go off to the nightlands with Drogo as, as you were saying, that to me feels like the right balance for game of Thrones, but I have come around the last couple of weeks and, and talking to a lot of people and, if Danny's character is handled well over these six episodes to give her that arc, to get to a place where she can let go of ego and she can let go of pride and all of the things that were stopping her from really being a truly good leader and, um, and can turn and face the new world with a new attitude and a new perspective with, you know, whoever survives as her advisors and likely her child. um, Then maybe she can, Break the wheel and also do it at uh, living. Um, okay, I'm not yeah, convinced. Not convinced. Sure, but yeah. But if they they could handle it right, and I'd be okay with it. Okay. Okay.
0: Final name: Lyanna Mormont okay. <laughs> rules the world. Uh, which would be would be bad. Uh, Great. Cersei Lannister. Cersei Lannister. But this is the one character who. Has to die, yeah, has to die, says Ace. And die. Rachel says, Kill her. <coughs> oh, kill her <laughs> please dead. Please
2: kill her. I, I'm okay. very much, I know there's for some reason, mm-hmm. some bizarre reason, uh, yeah. a big Cersei
0: fandom. Yeah, which I, 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 I don't I, understand. Really? <laughs> I despise. I, understand, despise. It. I, I understand a, it. I do. I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm I know you thing. are. <laughs> I, <I'm certain. laughs> yeah. I just
2: feel like she is evil. Like she's yeah. evil. There. I mean, I love what Elena said to her and how she's okay. like. Never met truly someone as vile until I met you. Uh, right. I, I love that speech that Elena gives her. Oh yeah. But it's the truth. I think she's the Mad Queen. I think she's evil. Mm-hmm. I think she doesn't care about anyone. She doesn't care about the peasants, right. the refugees, the poor people, a dire wolf that didn't do anything wrong. Like I, I really despise Cersei. <laughs> I, oh, I <laughs> mainly think, for I, killing Lady. Yeah, yeah um, I, I, you, I, But I, I think she, she she inhabits, and I, yeah. I, again, we, we've we talked about her quite a bit, but the, the idea that she is the true great evil, not mm-hmm. the Night King, is even more fascinating and yeah. even more reason to kill her. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, Cersei yeah. has to die. I just... To me, th- this this series is somehow concluding with Danny and Cersei, and and children, right? Legacy, mm-hmm. the yep. fact that mm-hmm. she's pregnant, Cersei's pregnant, unless yeah. she's lying, but I do think she's telling the truth. Danny is probably going to be pregnant, mm-hmm. Um, and this idea of w- where is this leading us, legacy wise? Jamie, uh, Cersei, and then Danny John. I mean, yeah, Danny John, and mm-hmm. the idea of legacy and children. um, So I think that's going to play a hand as well. But I do feel like Cersei has to die.
1: Has
0: to die. Has to die, Rachel. You're there.
1: Yeah. uh, Cersei's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. She had that prophecy as a child and everything came true, but also by her own hand, like in in a lot of ways, you know? And I think that while she is somebody I can feel empathy with mm-hmm. and understand that she was as bitter and, you know, ultimately as evil as she was because as in, she was a part of a world where women were treated in such mm-hmm. a way and she had Tywin Lannister as a father and she was, you know, uh, tossed around as, as marriage bait and, yeah, yeah. and in a loveless marriage with Robert and that scene from season one really set the tone absolutely uh, of, my of her as somebody who had things gone differently in her life might have been a better person maybe not because i think at a core she's not a good person but there was enough that happened to her that fed that core to bring her to a place but there was enough empathy because of her situation because of her love yeah. of her children because at one time at least of her love of jamie that right. you know you felt for her and also as the you know Tyrion is his father's son. She is her father's daughter, and Fair maybe much. she followed in the darker version of Tywin and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. whatnot. But so there's, the, I understand the fandom one hundred percent, but I also agree that she, her arc ends in her death. It, yeah, but she brought it on herself.
0: The because I, I I am I, I mean I'm a fan of Lena Headey, but but I I I I really do love Cersei because i get it's the empathy thing i mm-hmm. get it but the difference is and I, when you talk about comparing her to danny and the two mad queens the two pregnant mad queens fighting over i go to star wars i go to one of the key things about uh you know luke skywalker and his pursuits even after he fails he wants to make the choice to be better it's one of his themes it, it, it really there's a great cutscene in battlefront 2 a video game crazy it's there it's one of the best luke skywalker pieces of lore um it's it's about the choices to to be better, and in the end, Darth Vader makes a choice to be better. Cersei will never make that choice. Right. Mm. She will never make that choice. And what you just said, you know, look at her track record. There's a lot of reasons, but the poor, the weak lady, Danny, for all her problems, is still motivated by the plight of the poor, the weak. Probably wouldn't have killed Lady unless it was Dick on Tarly's dog. So, <laughs> um, in the end, yeah, I do love, legitimately love Cersei, but I do think she has to die. Put that check by the box. <laughs> Cersei, you're out of here. Uh, th- there's a lot more names. Uh, there's a lot Grey more Worm. names. <laughs> Grey Worms!
1: Well, Theon! Number We've never ne- we even talked about like Theon. the Greyjoy side stories I, and g- stuff. You yep. know, there's
0: a lot there, yep. but we could be talking till the Very uh, break of dawn. Um, and plus, we got your prediction, Andres. I know. Grey Worms. Out. I'm just upset about it. Grey Worm is Sandy. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um Theon, I don't even know. That's part of it I don't even know where to. I, begin. I think he'll take over the Iron <laughs> Islands. I, I, I think, I, think I, he I, can do that. All right, Theon uh, Greyjoy, <laughs> the
2: rejected son, the yeah, prodigal like, son it works. Torrents. There's some justice there yeah. too. Yeah, I can yeah, see that. Justice, or or, or becomes yeah. the, the the protector to Yara, oh, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the 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 hand to the Yara. Hand
0: to Yara.
1: Rachel and I, I'll say the the one romance, the one you know, uh, right off into the sunset, I could see happening would be Missandei and Grey Worm. Really, okay. it's, it's a see? pure romance. Did in Did you the not story. see them kiss in the trailer? That means it's dead. Nope. That kiss in the trailer means one of them dies in any other show. There you and go. this show is the All one right, show this. where oh, you're you- making
0: me feel better. <laughs> she's using. Your, I love Grey Worm and using Missandei. Game of Thrones as hope. Yep, there you go. Alright, that is it. The show is done. This show's <laughs> done because season eight's about to begin. I can't believe it's finally here. What a journey. We're going to be with you. We're going to break down these episodes and release them at uh, some point on Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon here on this feed. Subscribe on iTunes. Rate and review all those good things. Follow us on Anchor. You can leave comments on Anchor. Call in and just say on the Anchor app, hey, I, here's my thoughts. We'll factor those into the show as well. And then after that, we'll have a lot to break down because we got six episodes that are going to change our world. World. Rachel, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your thoughts, and in uh, your insights here. Where can they follow you?
1: Oh, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rachel J. Cushing. And I can't believe the next time we talk to you, we will have seen the first episode.
0: Absolutely. Ace. You got some stuff you're working on. Yeah, uh,
2: you can follow me over at Squad Leader Ace on Twitter and Instagram and uh, First Cut, our YouTube channel
0: for the Meaning of Podcast. With Robert Butler III. Check That's it right. out. You can follow me at Ken Napsack. Casterly Talk is a Facebook page. Always use the hashtag Casterly Talk when talking to us. Go to kennapsack.com for in- information on where to pre order my book, Why We Love Star Wars A Great Moments of Built, a Galaxy Far, Far Away. That is it. Here we are. Season 8 is at our doorstep.